Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates. 208-471-4444. Nothing's gonna ever keep it down. Here we go. It is Friday. Welcome to the show. It is the 7th day of January, 2022. My name is Nick. There's Big J right over there. Yeah. We are running uh, oblong and full steam into the weekend. Hopefully that's okay with everybody. You got any big plans this weekend, Big J? Uh, not not that I'm aware of. Just trying to get normal, man. How's it going? Uh, it's up. It's got its ups and downs. I've, I've heard it takes a couple weeks to settle in. Sure. Um, and then uh, let your body adjust. Because not only am I taking new meds, but I've drastically changed my diet. Mm-hmm. I mean, my body's like, what the hell are you doing to me? Do you feel better? Yeah, in some respects, I do feel better. And, and in particular, just because I'm moving now. You know, I'm like, I, I get up, I'm walking. I mean, there's a lot of uh, a lot of feeling, good feelings that are coming from that. Whether that's physical or mental, I don't know. But yeah, it's and helping. And then, you know, you've got, uh, I imagine, because you're managing your diabetes now, that has to at least help you feel a little bit better, yeah, right? Yeah, I don't know how long that physiological change takes place, mm-hmm. but... Um, well, we'll see how uh, what the weekend holds, but uh, you know the tough part now is I, I got to go shopping, so right. I'm gonna get grocery shopping, and I hate doing that. So, um, but I got to do it. So I'll probably spend a good portion of tomorrow doing hundreds that. of dollars as well as you try to eat healthy now. Congratulations! Yeah, much more expensive. Well, listen, already things are crazy at the uh, at the store with the amount of money it costs for things. Like I. I I'm one of those guys that I don't pay too much attention to, like, the prices of stuff because God willing and the sea don't rise, I'm actually, you know, comfortable enough where I can – I don't have to budget too much when I go shopping. I have a list and whatever it is, it is. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so uh, I was going and I was actually shopping yesterday because I'm going to grab the kids this weekend and I needed to grab a couple of things. And I'm like, when did bread become $4 a loaf? Like, that's crazy. And, uh, you know, I just, I, I bought, like, I didn't even buy that many things, and it ended up being, like, $70, and I'm like, hang on a second. What happened? And then I filled up my tank yesterday, and I'm like, mayday. It's Holy tough out there, bleep. man. Yeah. Listen, uh, to all of us, Sally Forth, friends, we're going to make it through together. And sorry if things are tight. I understand it. It is uh, absolutely crazy out there. And uh, I got good news and bad news, Big J. Oh. The bad news is, I don't think it's going to get any less crazy anytime soon. Yeah, it doesn't appear that way. But the uh, the good news is, hey, we're still kicking, right? Yeah, we'll adapt and overcome. Your old your old baseline is, I'm alive and I'm not in jail. And so uh, we'll go from that form of positivity and move forward. Today on the show, we have a chance for you to go check out Tool, which is now officially less than a week away. Hey, maybe we should throw in some Dead Sarah tickets over the course of the show today. Whoa. How say you? How's, well, our free X show? How say you? It's a plan. And, of course, we're also going to get the lowdown on what's happening in the world of the Lounge at the End of the Universe this weekend. And the answer is a lot. So we're going to bust that down in the 8 o'clock hour. Let's get started with some important stuff. When news breaks, we're the first there to muck it. Important stuff. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. If you're not paying attention, uh, COVID is having its way with Boise State Athletics over the course of the last week. And for the third time in the last week, because of issues related to COVID-19, it will keep the Boise State men's basketball team off the court tonight. They were supposed to play Colorado State, but 
the matchup between the Rams and the Broncos, which again was originally supposed to happen on Wednesday, then was rescheduled for tonight at Extra Mile Arena, has been rescheduled again. And now uh, CSU will actually host San Diego State on Saturday because of COVID-19 issues with Boise State in Nevada, who was scheduled to play SDSU Saturday. So uh, basically, it's a whole big mess right now. The Mountain West is trying to find opponents to play each other so that games happen because so many programs are down and out with COVID-19. And then uh, the Boise State women's basketball team also had its game at Nevada scheduled for Thursday, postponed by the Mountain West Conference because of COVID-19 issues within Nevada's program. So everywhere and everywhere it is happening on the regular. So uh, not sure when exactly those two teams will get back on the court again, but it might be just a little bit as they're trying to figure all this stuff out. Speaking of COVID, it was uh, Rudy Gobert's positive COVID test in March of 2020 that literally put the brakes on the NBA season. Uh, If you remember, he was technically the first positive case in the NBA, but also he had that press conference where he was joking around and messing around with people. And it just it it ended up being like a huge, huge deal. And, well, he's positive with coronavirus again. As uh, you know, you know, you now can get this multiple times and it would uh, basically be an issue for him. So now he is basically testing positive for COVID again. So he was put on the NBA's protocols list yesterday. Uh, this time, he may just miss a few days, not like before, which uh, basically shut down not only NBA, but pretty much all the other sports for four months. Uh, and uh, the world. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think that's Rudy Gobert's fault, but well, certainly... Not his fault, no. <laughs> ...efforted to shut down sports a little bit because they realized that they were not prepared to handle this, and it was going to be a pretty big deal. They finally figured that out. Pretty interesting news out of the world of uh, the awards circuit as we talked to you the other day about how the golden globes were going to go on but it was going to be a little bit different well now the hollywood forum press has decided they're not even going to live stream the golden gold awards this what nobody cares anyways yeah they're just gonna basically make it a private event and they will provide be providing real-time updates on winners in the golden globes website and social media but they're not going to stream it anywhere so it's just going to kind of be a uh, press release essentially for uh, you and I, which is interesting, but let's not forget that Golden Globes are one of those award shows that have uh, been in some trouble because of the way they put together their lists and their awards and all sorts of stuff. So uh, they're probably trying to fly a little bit under the radar too and not to get in any more trouble. And so this is a way that they're going to try to do that. So you cannot look forward to the Golden Globe Awards. You can look forward to the actual awards, but not the telecast because you won't be able to see it. Smashing Pumpkins and Disarm here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. And we were just talking about your diabetes diagnosis, so you probably look at things a little bit differently these days when it comes to stuff like this. But I wanted to at least to get your opinion, Big J, because I know you won't partake. But I wonder if you think it's a good idea. I'm talking about the Taco Bell's Taco Lover's Pass. Oh, yeah. Uh, It's a brand new thing that you can officially purchase on the Taco Bell app right now, and it is basically allowing you to redeem this pass once a day for 30 days straight. It basically gives you, I'm not going to call it a free taco, but it's a taco a day for 30 days, and it's only $10. So no matter how you look at it, you're going to be saving some money somehow, some way. It is Taco Bell's way of trying to get you to the restaurant as much as possible, repeating your business. And they think, well, maybe if you buy this taco pass for 10 bucks, 
you'll show up for a month straight and eat some Taco Bell. Now, here's where I think it's a good idea. They have seven tacos that you can choose from. So it's not like you just roll up and you get yourself a free crunchy right. taco. You can do crunchy, you can do soft, you can do soft taco supreme, crunchy taco supreme, spicy potato soft taco, Doritos Locos tacos, and Doritos Locos taco supreme are the seven different tacos that you can get for free. And then it allows you basically to just jump on the app, put in your card. You can only redeem it once a day. And then you order the taco that you get for free. And then they're at Taco Bell, obviously hoping that you order on something else along with that so that you can continue their business. It's an interesting idea. Uh, I know it's one that I think probably will be successful because it seems like, you know, there's not a lot of swings and misses in the Taco Bell world. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's pretty, uh, uh, you know, constant at least, consistent. It's got, right. it's got its, and it's got its fans. You know what I mean? Sure. People that go to Taco Bell love Taco Bell and will go in all the time. I think Taco Bell's hedging their bets, like just like MoviePass did, and be like, you know what? People aren't going to come every day to get that taco. You know, yeah, I mean, that's that's some dedication right there. Well, and I think the the other thing that, that where it's better than MoviePass is Taco Bell is is almost banking on the fact that you're not just going to get one taco yeah that's the reason at first when i heard about this i was upset i'm like one taco what good is that gonna do me like who orders just one taco and uh so yeah when you put it that way that seems like uh, it makes a lot more sense and i can see where i don't know i don't know the benefit for for you as as an individual if unless you go to taco bell every day and and um, you're looking to die in early life. Yay. Uh, that's uh, that's one way to go, I guess. But it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me no. as a consumer. No, I understand. But yes, if you are like like a, I don't know a college student or something like that 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 is you know balling on a budget and needs to do this. But yes, if you are if you are going to Taco Bell every day for a month straight and you're not making like a super size me esque documentary, you probably need to do some self reflection because that's that's not great. It's not a good look. It's not healthy. It's not the way you want to go. And so uh, that's cool. But listen, you can't blame them for trying to drum up business. I think it's a good idea. And yeah, they probably eat a little bit, uh, no pun intended, on the profit margins on that Taco Pass. But again, if you are going, if you're going to go to Taco Bell, my guess is you're not going to jump on an app, run in your car, go through the drive-thru just for your one taco. Yeah, that, and, that's, uh, and then having to go to the app sometimes, that's a pain in the ass. Even though it's pretty cool, you can you know really select the stuff you want in your taco, etc. But um, it's, it, I mean, on a daily basis. That just doesn't seem reasonable. Well, uh, uh, despite our logical complaints about it, I guess it, I think it's going to be pretty successful for them, and it is available now. It's called the Taco Lover's Pass. You can grab it at Taco Bell's app, and it's $10. You get the free taco. For, well, not necessarily free because it's costing $10 for the month, but you get the taco a day for 30 days. Morning After with Nick and Big J. It's story time for Big J next on The X. <laughs> That is the Red Hot Chili Peppers. That is Under the Bridge here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J, a song that basically tells you a story about heroin addiction. And now it's time for Big J to tell us a story. Is it going to be about heroin addiction? No, 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 not at all. All right. Um, But it is about this and the fact that I believe there's two kinds of people in this world, Nick. uh, There's people that read directions and people that don't read directions. Uh, my wife is in that latter category that doesn't read directions. And as a result, I oftentimes have to uh, fix some of the things that uh, that go wrong. So for Christmas, in my stocking, Nick, I, I found a package, a four-pack of Groove Smart Plugs. 
Groove Smart Plugs. So it's a, a plug you, you put into one of your outlets, and then you can have it control stuff. You can use uh, You Google. download an app, and you can yeah. turn it on and off. Right, way. exactly. Yeah. Okay. And I was like, huh, I didn't really ask for these or anything. And she's like, no, I just had to put something in your sock, and, and I, I wanted these. I like that you call it a sock. Uh, and so I'm like, okay. And and uh, as we're getting ready to, uh, you know, a, a couple days later, she uh, popped one of those out and, and put it in and started to uh, install. And she's like, hey, uh, th- we don't have 2.4 uh, me- megahertz on our on our router, do we? Uh, you know, for our internet. So our internet is a dual router, and it all combines both. There's two there's two different frequencies, 2.4 and 5. Yes. And most of your high end stuff is running on five. 2.4 is for some other things. And so um, I'm like, you know, we had it separated at one time, so we actually had two different, um, you know, internet names in our house. That's how I do mine. Yeah, exactly. So, but ours wasn't set up like that. And I'm like, uh, okay, so without, you know, reading the directions or anything, I'm like, okay, I'll go change it. That was a big mistake, man. So uh, I do that, and it still isn't working. And uh, and I'm like, oh, no. All so- this for the plug? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then I was like, oh, wait a second. I haven't read the directions of this. I'm assuming that she has. Uh-huh. And so uh, I go back, and I'm starting to read the directions. And it's like, it wasn't going to work unless she downloaded the app. Right. She never did that. She didn't know she had to download an app. She thought she could just connect it to Google Home, and okay. that wasn't the way it was working. So uh, so that was the first mistake. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to go switch things back because, uh, you know, our internet's been working much better uh, when it's just all, you know, taking care of itself. We don't have both of those. I made one small error putting that back. I changed the name just with one, you know, capital letter. Right, and so through off all the stuff we have connected, got to resign in everything else, including yeah. our ring cameras. Well, one of them is you know located way up on the garage. It's snowing and icy out, so I can't. So here I am. I'm having to fix everything. I'm the IT guy in the house. I'm having <laughs> to fix everything in our house, and it's just it was. I was driving me nuts. Plus, we have this printer that I hate. It, it, it just oh man. It, so I spent two maybe three days fixing everything around the house, and then I was like, okay, I'm gonna sit down. I'm going to figure out this these smart plugs thing. And sure enough, yeah, I was like, oh, okay, you download the app. And it, it doesn't have to be on 2.4. It'll find it automatically. And that was that. Uh, all of this to plug in a lamp that you probably could have plugged no, in without yeah, it a smart... Was, it was a lamp that's over her in her work area that the plug is way far away. And she just wanted to be able to, you know, say, turn off. And I'm like, oh, God. I was making a joke about it being a lamp. I think it's very funny that it was a lamp. It was, it was a new lamp that she bought herself for Christmas as well uh, that was over there by her work area. Is so that what you see. ended up getting her for Christmas? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, probably. You don't even know what you get her? Nope. Oh my no. God. I mean, it's very, like, listen, next year I think things are coming to a head and I'm putting my foot down. But uh, that's a different story for another time. The point here is that uh, you, you just, sometimes you got to read those directions. I'm the guy in the house that reads the directions to figure out things to fix it. Yeah, I, I am definitely a directions reader. Uh, and it's only because I have no discernible skills when it comes to being able to understand how things go together in a lot of ways. I'm certainly not an engineer, nor am I somebody that constructs or builds things. And so uh, usually if I'm getting something, the directions will be read. They will be held on to. They'll be thrown with the stack of my other directions in my junk drawer. And I'll hold on to those directions long after the product is gone from my home. That's just the way that I operate because I know my strengths and weaknesses and I, I, I 
I was it was funny because I was looking <laughs> as I was changing something yesterday. I needed to change my water filter on my my pitcher that I do for uh, for your, for the water. Your Brita water. Yeah, yeah. I have, I have a Brita water pitcher pitcher, and so I was trying, and I was like, I, I bought these bulk uh, filters, and I was like, okay, I need to change it, and I'm like, I know it's not just as simple as twisting and putting it in there. I know there's a process, and there was, but like I couldn't find the. Uh, the directions inside the package, which is usually where I put it back if I'm gonna if it's a disposable thing like that. And so I had to go through my junk drawer and I was looking at all of the directions that I have for products that I no longer have. And I'm like, man, I've got to reorganize it. Long story short, I did find the directions for what I was looking for, but that is how I keep things organized because I know I I do not do well with that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I'll need those reminders from time to time. I uh, I'm reading the directions first. The second step, if I can't figure it out, is uh, YouTube. There you go. You got exactly. YouTube has become a huge tool for me as well. Uh, thank God for those videos that people put those together that help out in uh, in the crunch, especially in, in a pinch around the house, trying to do stuff around the house for sure. Yeah, I'm also an amazing uh, YouTube DIY uh, critic. Uh, oh, you're not happy with how they put it together? Yeah, there, there's sometimes I'm like, man, I just... Yeah, well, let me I, help you out here. Help me help myself. Rarely do I find a YouTube video where I go, that person's got great personality teaching me how to put together this desk that I can't figure out. But uh, it gets the job done, and really that's all that matters. But, yes, you're not going to go there. <laughs> the stuff that I'm looking up that I need help on, I'm not going for entertainment purposes. But, yes, I understand they are pretty dry, <laughs> to say the least. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Some important stuff on the way, so as we're going to hell. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Now, please keep in mind, this isn't going to stop us from doing it, and it certainly hasn't, but there's not a uh, research or poll or study out there that tells you that social media I- is good for your mental health. You understand? We, I think we all pretty much understand that that's a wasteland assessed pool, but we go to it anyway because we cannot help ourselves. That's just the way that we're programmed. But you can understand that when when people are talking about mental health things, why there is a, a negative stigma attached to social media and social media type platforms, yes? Yes. But on the flip side to that, when you think about traditional media, while it's still technically maybe bad for you, I believe that people have a fairly positive kind of engagement with typical forms of media which is you know books music television that kind of thing the radio yeah when it comes to well-being it makes us feel good well there's a new study that says hey listen it's really not so much about the media as it is about what that media makes you feel the nostalgia that it kicks up when you watch an old television show is something that is actually making you feel good. Not watching the TV itself. You understand? Yeah. And that makes sense. Uh, much like, listen, there are places that you can go on social media that only post heartwarming and good stories that make you feel good. That's going to make you feel good, too. It's not the visit to social media that makes you feel good. It is the content that you're engaging with on said media and social media that makes you feel good, bad, or indifferent. So, uh, for those who engage with music, television, film, video games, that kind of thing, they tend to have a lower happiest, happier index and anxiety levels than those that did not, meaning it's not moving too much. It's not moving the needle too much one way or the other. Now, on the social media side of things, it moves the needle way down, which is not good. But again, it's all about what we're actually consuming on that media and that content than it is actually the content itself. It's like, it's not, you're not happy because you're sitting down in front of the television watching television. 
you're feeling a little bit calmer and better because you're watching a show that you enjoy or that you're watching uh, something that you've been a fan of for years or whatever the case may be. Yeah, like uh, I'm watching my friend, Lieutenant John Kenda. There you go. Joe Kenda. Whatever his name is, your friend. Overall, the findings suggest that the impact of consuming any kind of media, one way or the other, uh, is not exactly that significant. It all is about what you're engaging with. So try to keep that in mind if you want to try to stay positive. Yesterday, the USFL announced the hiring of its first four head coaches with the Spring Football League ready to begin playing in mid-April. They are former NFL head coaches Todd Haley and Mike Riley. Uh, Bart Andrus, who is a former head coach in NFL Europe and the CFL, and Kevin Sumlin, who used to be a college head coach. Uh, Haley is going to coach the Tampa Bay Bandits, Riley the New Jersey Generals, Andrus the Philadelphia Stars, and Sumlin the Houston Gamblers. The league will have eight teams, 10-team schedule, or 10-game schedule, I should say, from April 16th through mid-June. The USFL, of course, was first launched in 1983, fell apart after three seasons. Uh, it's another kind of startup football league that's trying to combat with the NFL, although doing so when it's not in season. Will you care, Big J? I don't know. Probably not. Yeah, it's going to be a tough sell. Here's the thing. Any one of these, even next year, we'll have the XFL back, uh, the, uh, Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, I don't care and, about that either. Though. Right, but here's the thing. you got to get through an entire season at this point for me to care about what you're going to do. Well, it, it, it's got to be good football, and it just it's just not. Because, listen, the best in the game are playing at an NFL level, and nobody's leaving the NFL to play in these other leagues because they're just not good enough to make yeah. it in the NFL, and so there's, there's that. I mean, listen. I'm not. I'm not defaulting them for trying. I'm just telling them. I'm. I, I, I. It's the same reason why I don't watch minor league sports on television. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just. It. It's. It, it's past the point of entertainment to me. I enjoy going to see a Hawks game in in person, but I'm not going to watch that on TV. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why. I just don't. But I do enjoy watching minor league and lower level sporting events. It's just something that I like to partake in in person a little bit more than on actual television. I don't have that much of an attachment to unless it's in my hometown. Hey, Big J, I don't have to tell you, but in less than a week, Tool is going to be here, correct? Yes. Uh, it's going to be part of the fun that is the concert at the Idaho Center, all presented by the X. And Major James Keenan actually uh, took to social media yesterday to explain some things. Uh, the band was getting some pushback as to who was opening the show. And the opening here in the Treasure Valley in less than a week is a band called Blonde Redhead, right? Yeah. And so uh, Maynard James Keenan was talking about how that is one that is a band that he has personally handpicked to open up the tour da- the tool dates and the opening part of the tour because he said, quote, the approach or criteria I usually take when it's my turn to choose an opener is diversity. I don't see any point in choosing something that's similar to Tool. Most are only there for the headliner anyway, but those with open hearts and minds, I choose something I feel is compelling in its own way, and Blonde Redhead is my pick for this upcoming run. Incredible melodies, complex and subtle rhythms, and non-traditional arrangements, he says, but nothing like Tool. And it's not meant to be, obviously. But if it's not your thing, don't worry. What you came for to hear will soon follow. But if what you hear resonates, Blonde Redhead has a deep catalog for you to get lost in for years to come. And he says, thanks for welcoming Blonde Redhead. Try to treat them with respect on the tour. I imagine if you're a band that doesn't sound like Tool, opening for Tool is probably a damn nightmare. Oh, it is. Even like a perfect circle. He does this with a perfect circle, too. And uh, I went and saw a perfect circle in Salt Lake, and there was an opener, and it was it was bizarre. It was cool. I thought it was cool, but there were a lot of people in the crowd that were not happy. And, yeah. and, and I was like, dude, this is... 
it's just it's like i mean why you got to be this way why get all upset and it doesn't matter it's that it's the opening band and you're gonna dig it or you're not but they're here for a reason yeah nine inch nails does that too does really weird eclectic things to open up for them and it's very different from the actual music you're gonna hear when they hit the stage but hearing that reasoning behind it makes a little bit more sense but you know when you i mean i we've both been to shows big j where the opening bands have not been good and that can certainly be frustrating but i don't I mean, I, don't, I try not to take it out on the band. I don't think it's their fault. You know what I mean? If right. I don't like them, that's, that's on me. Yeah, I don't boo them. But what are you going to do, man? Uh, yeah, it's not going to be Tool. No band that opens up for them ever will be. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. I'm going to hell and you know it. The Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. Headed to Washington State for today's We're Going to Hell story. And Big J, people can be real jerks. Yeah. Been a while since we've had a story that involves this level of jerkitude, but I'm guessing it's fairly prevalent. Uh, You know, you've heard the term uh, hockey dad, that kind of thing. Sure. People that get into their son or daughter sports way, 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 way too much and take things a little bit seriously. We have a poster child for that as a father in Washington is under arrest and facing some adult char- assault charges after he attacked the referee at a middle school basketball game because the referee had the uh, audacity to call a foul on his son. The 31-year-old dad who was not identified went a little bit crazy after the foul was called as the referee tried to separate the players who were arguing back and forth. The kid fell to the floor, and that is when the father ran out on the court and then pushed the referee from behind. Now, here's where it starts to get, like, where you start to feel bad. First of all, the referee's 71 years old, okay? So, an old man. Jesus. Then, you know, he pushed him so hard from behind that he fell face first onto the court, broke his nose and his cheekbone, knocked dead. him right out. No, dead. He's not dead. No. He's not dead. But the dad... I thought this was, we're going to hell. Yeah, well, I mean, if you want me to involve the death stories, I can, but I try to stay away from those as much as possible okay. because it's a little bit too dark. But, uh, you know, once the dad realized that, oh, man, he had full-on knocked out this referee and he was bleeding from the head profusely, he grabbed his kid and ran out of the gymnasium. But, listen, uh, it's not like they don't know who you are or who your kid is. So the dad was later arrested and charged with assault. He is out on bail. He's due back in court next month. So that's never a good look. I mean, A, it's a cheap shot. B, I mean, listen, man, if you're getting into a physical altercation with a man that is 40 years older than you, an elderly person, period, you will never win that fight, even if you win that fight. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you are it's just a dirtbag thing to do. And so, you know, I know that that doesn't give an elderly person the right to be a jackass and all that kind of stuff, but the last thing you need to be doing is jawjacking some 70-year-old, you know? How do you how do you become victorious in that situation? You just don't. Yeah, people losing control. It's a common theme these days. Yeah, it's the latest example of people behaving bad. As a matter of fact, we didn't even get to this story, but there was a story of the Tennessee lawmaker that had to apologize because he got into an argument with a referee at a high school basketball team uh, game and then tried to pull down his pants. It's like, what are we doing here, guys? Pull down the ref's pants? Yeah, he tried to pants him, like in front of everybody. What are you, like it's gym class. Grade? Come <laughs> on, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Did and they, this guy is a lawmaker. Did he yell, look at this first? I don't know, I don't have Weird any science quotes. and all. Yes, I don't have any quotes. I don't know if he pulled a chet or what, but. 
Either way, it was not a good look, and we gotta stop doing it. Uh, it's not anything that's that's new, mind you, but it is something that is apparently being taken to new heights. Because we're pushing down old people, so they knock themselves out, and then we're also pantsing referees, or at least attempting to. So, not a great look for us, guys. Everybody's at like a 7. We need you at like a 3. Calm down. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the x Rock. <laughs> That is Nirvana. That is Lithium here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Big J, I have a very important question for you because you fall right in the age demo of this particular survey. Uh, take away your personality. Okay. Take away nothing. your sense of humor. Take away your the fact that you're super rich and <laughs> that you have a bunch of really cool stuff. And just based on your feeling of your attractiveness, rate yourself on a scale of one to ten, please. Um, I'll go with the six. A six. All right. Congratulations, man. I mean, that's all uh, a neck above. Huh? Neck above no, the neck. No, the whole body, the whole thing, the whole kit and caboodle. I'm gonna stay with a six. Well, then why did you preface? It? I don't know, cause uh, I, my face is enough to make up for the rest of me. Uh, according to this survey that, that was put together, they talked to about 40,000 Americans, men, aged 36 to 45. And uh, they said that the American men are suffering what's called a crisis of confidence, Big J, because the average rating of people that gave, that gave themselves on a scale of 1 to 10 was 5.9, which is right about where you are. And uh, they said that when rated by other people, these same gentlemen had a attractiveness rating of about 7.3. So people think themselves not nearly as attractive on average as people think they are. Hmm. Uh, overall, about 40% of the people surveyed, they actually said they're happy with the way they look. Are you happy with the way you look, Big J? Uh, yeah, my face. I'm, I'm talking about little, the whole pack. You oh, keep, I'm a little fat. Stop just a little, uh, she was a little slimmer. Uh, about 37% of respondents rated themselves below the 5.9 average. Turns out the mirror is the biggest enemy. 40% say looking in the mirror is the top cause of their body insecurity issues. Their overall health and social media also contribute to their lower idea of whether they're attractive or not. So, we gotta start feeling better about ourselves, Big J. Okay. Confidence is part of the game, is it not? You may not have washboard abs, but I think you're doing all right for yourself. I feel fine. I mean, if you factor in personality and sense of humor and the fact that you're rich, now where are you on this? 13. Wow. Okay. Then confidence, not an issue for Big J, just in case you're curious. But the rest of you. Uh, yeah, I have a ridiculous swagger that I don't deserve to have. <laughs> Put that in a bottle and sell it. Morning After with Nick and Big like J. Farts? No, that's not what you're talking about, I don't think. How about we get into some important stuff and your pop culture smackdown here in a few? On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Last month, Instagram confirmed plans that it was going to bring back the chronological feed. Yay! And now Instagram boss Adam Masseri has shared a video about how that feature is going to work. He shared it on Twitter, which is weird, but he explained that in the future... <laughs> We will have three different feeds in home. First, we'll call home, which is an Instagram experience you know today. And you can rank content based on how interested Instagram thinks you will be. 
Then he said uh, there will be one called Favorites, and that will be a subset where you can customize to keep a closer post on certain users you don't want to miss posts from. And then the third is called Following, and that will be the one that will be in chronological order. So now you know how it's going to look and when it's going to roll out and all that kind of stuff. I, I think that sounds promising. That's pretty cool. You can select how you want it to roll. I, I, I like it very much. It's much like Facebook. You know, you've got the default feed is... Um, is basically their algorithm and then you can go to recent and favorites and then the recent one is chronological which is nice which is the one that I tried to default to and it's the one thing that I desperately miss about Instagram is that you could uh, like I could go back and see the stuff that I missed throughout the day and not just stuff that Instagram thinks I would like yeah because here's a complaint I have is you open up Instagram and you see a post immediately and you're like oh, I want to see that and then it updates and you're like where the hell is it I can't find it I'm yeah. a magoob. Uh, so all those changes are coming soon. You can customize it if you want, leave it as it is if you want, or go to Chronological, which is a great uh, giving people the option to do whatever they want. Probably the best way to go. Well, the Antonio Brown saga continues, Big J. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers officially released him yesterday, terminating his contract four days after he basically stormed off the sideline in game against the New York Jets. Buccaneers also responded to claims Brown made on Wednesday that he had, didn't want to go back into the game because he was too hurt playing on an injured ankle and told that to Bruce Arians. The team said he had been cleared to play and then the, and then said that nobody he hadn't told anybody about the ankle and then Antonio Brown released some text messages proving that he did in fact tell the coach about the ankle. But then he also released some text messages where he, for some reason, called Tom Brady out when he really shouldn't have. And then he also released his bank account information. I mean, it was it was a day yesterday. Uh, the point is, uh, Antonio Brown is no longer on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, and uh, while, again, I feel like there's a lot of fingers to be pointed here, the truth is probably somewhere in between. Uh, the most difficult part about this is the Bucs needed Antonio Brown. Desperately. Like, he was a key factor in them winning the Super Bowl last year, and uh, they're down Chris Goodwin. I mean, it's it's going to be it's gonna be an interesting thing to uh, see unfold here as we get into the playoffs. We will see how it all shakes out. But, yeah, at least they got Mike Evans back. But, yeah, now it's just really Mike Evans and uh, a couple of also-rans, so we'll see. Scientists have officially named a tree after Leonardo DiCaprio, Big J. Congratulations Aww. to him. Researchers from the Royal Botanic Gardens discovered a tree in the Cameroon forest, and they named it Uvaprosis DiCaprio. <coughs> Scientists say they wanted to honor the uh, star because he's been a pretty staunch environmentalist and had launched a 2020 campaign to help save the rainforest. And so according to the botanist there, they thought that he was crucial in helping stopping of logging of the Ebo forest. So it was only just and right to name a tree after him. So congratulations. Big J, what would you like named after you? Uh, I don't know. That's a great question. For a while, I wanted to be some sort of uh, food item to be ordered, but I don't think so anymore. You don't want like your own sandwich somewhere? A Deli George? What would be the Big J? If you had, if you could create a custom sandwich, what would it be? See, that's the thing. I don't know. I mean, I don't. You uh, don't do anything super out of the ordinary. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Just be like a regular old club or something like that. No, that's not true. You, I mean, I, I'm guessing you'd probably want something spicy on there, right? Like some yeah, sort of absolutely. spicy sauce. So that would be a maybe, signature maybe thing. Maybe some fresh jalapenos. There you go. So make it double spicy. What kind of meat? Like if you're All having like deli meats, what would it be? All of them. Turkey, for roast turkey. beef. Okay, so not turkey. So what? Uh, ham and roast beef? Pastrami. Pastrami. And pastrami? Yeah. Oh, yeah it's starting to get Bacon. Gross. 
Morning After with Nick and Big J. Some bacon jam. Bacon jam and jalapenos and hot sauce. And all the meat. Yeah, now I know I have diabetes. Nick and Big J. Yeah, Tool Baby. They're coming to town next Thursday at the Ford Idaho Center. We've got your tickets. We'll get you set up. It's all presented by the X, of course. You just have to beat me in Pop Culture Smackdown. And I've had a rough one, I think, this week. Uh, Hopefully, I'll be better today. We will see what happens. Our phone number is as follows, 208-287-1003. That's the number you need to call if you'd like to play a little game called Pop Culture Smackdown. Might have some uh, multiple choice stuff going on today. We'll see what happens. Hello, the X. Hey. Good morning, man. What's your name? It's Paul. All right, Paul, you are up first. Paul, according to our 6 o'clock version of Important Stuff, which of the following award shows will not be televised this year? Is it the Critics' Choice Awards, the Golden Globe Awards, or the Screen Actors Guild Awards? How about the... Golden Globes. Golden Globes is... Right. Correct. Good job, Paul. You're officially taking on Big J. Big J, listen closely. Which of the following films starring Samuel L. Jackson, or at least featuring him, has the earliest release date? Which one came out in theaters first? Okay. okay. Die Hard with a Vengeance, Pulp Fiction, Jurassic Park, Goodfellas. Um... Oh, boy. I don't remember him being in Goodfellas. Yes. Okay, I'm going to go with Goodfellas then. Right. That is correct. Uh, <laughs> Paul, back to you. What kind of creature was Dumbo's best friend, Timothy, in the Disney version of Dumbo? Was he a rat, a cat, or a mouse? A mouse. Right. Correct. Big J, Jennifer Goodwin stars in a brand new Fox drama called Pivoting that premieres tonight, but she was nominated for several Emmy Awards for which HBO, excuse me, ABC show that she starred in? What's her name? Jennifer Goodwin. Uh, let's go with uh, General Hospital. Right. Wrong. I meant that Dang, it's wrong. Man, I just I pressed kidding. the wrong button. Uh, no, it wasn't a soap opera. It was a prime time movie or a TV show that she was in. Uh, Grim, Once Upon a Time, or The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, Big J. Grim? No. Wrong. I don't know. No, once no once upon a time. Right. Once upon a time. The TV show based on fairy tales. Congratulations, Paul. You got yourself tickets to Tool, my friend. You're gonna go check them out on Thursday along with Blonde Redhead. Please hold on tight. We'll get some information from you and make sure you're all good to go. And there's your pop culture smackdown. Always something happening at the lounge at the end of the universe. We'll tell you what the haps are for this weekend next on the X Rocks. <laughs> That is GNR, that is Patience here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. It is 100.3, the X Rocks. We keep telling you there's always something happening at the lounge at the end of the universe. And this weekend is absolutely no exception as we are honored and privileged to have Coral coming into the studio. Pitch in for Jen this morning. First of all, Coral, hey, thanks for getting up early. Uh, I know that's not part of the job description, but we appreciate you coming in and being a part of the show and telling people a little thing that's happening this weekend that may be interested, especially if they are interested in drinking some beverage that are made here in Idaho, yes? Yes, thank you, and good morning. Um, I'm here with Waldo. I found him and dragged him into the studio. Uh, uh, glad I didn't have to make that joke. <laughs> Somebody had to. Uh, he is with Wallace Brewing up in Wallace, Idaho, uh, and I heard Wallace is the center of the universe. Wallace How did that happen? Wallace is the center of the universe. 
It all happened back in the 80s. As you know, Wallace is a super fun site. All along the Silver Valley is uh, a super fun site. And so when they had the government come in talking to everybody about how to clean up the, the, the trash and the, and the water, um, they were talking about some analysis and what that and what the government uh, people said was that if you can't prove our analysis wrong, it must be right. <laughs> So the guys in Wallace came back and said, well, we're going to be the center of the universe, and if you cannot prove us wrong, then it must be right. So in the middle of Bank Street in Wallace, Idaho, there's a big plaque that says Wallace, Idaho, center of the universe. Very cool. And so tourists will come there and take their picture at the center of the universe. <laughs> That's awesome. That is awesome. It's very cool. And so you are involved with Wallace Brewing, yes? I am. Okay. And tell us a little bit about that particular company and what you guys do and how you guys got started. Uh, Wallace Brewing was created in 2011, and it's out of the town of Wallace, Idaho. We're in an old building right in the middle of town, and um, we do all of our brewing right there. We have a brew pub. And I don't know if anybody knows anything about Wallace, but up until the 70s, uh, it was known for being a town of ill repute. And the sheriff looked the other way. So uh, there are a lot of, little bit of a, a renegade up there. Okay. And so um, we are in the middle of town. We brew some very good, very nice beers. And we're just trying to get the word out. I, I noticed the logo is, uh, it, it's a, a miner's hat. Miner's with, hat. With a couple of pick picks, uh, pickaxes. It's that, a lot of mining up there yeah. in, in, in Silver Valley. So a lot of silver mining, copper mining. And that's why they have the super fun because of the, the hard materials that were there. Cool. Hey, Coral, what's going on Saturday that people may be able to check out? Uh, we have the Boise Beer Buddies Pint Night at the Lounge, which, which is featuring Wallace Brewing. So you order a Wallace beer, you get to keep your pint glass. Uh, we've got a bunch of swag. Wall Waldo will be there uh, telling you all about the cool things uh, about Wallace, Idaho and the brewery. Um, we'll have three different beers available by them. We've got a black lager, an Irish red, and the center of the universe scotch ale, which right. I'm really excited to Nectar try. Nectar of the gods. Very <laughs> nice. Very nice. I like that. And, and listen, and it's very rare. No IPAs. Congratulations, man. Scott, Everybody does an IPA. I know. That's what I'm saying. It's it's very nice to be able to go to a beer test tasting and, and have a little bit of different uh, choices for it, which is pretty nice. I'm sure there is an IPA, of course, but yes. uh, bringing one by not to be uh, to try out this weekend is pretty awesome. So if people want to check that out, Coral, what, how do they do that? Is it just a walk-up kind of thing and you can be able to pop on by? or? Uh, yeah, it's going to be a free event over at the lounge from 4 to 8 tomorrow, uh, Saturday, January 8th. So you get to come in, uh, buy a beer, and uh, enjoy the enjoy the venue. Beautiful. And so if you haven't had a chance to try Wallace Brewing, it's a great chance to do that on Saturday. And uh, Waldo, we were talking a little bit about making sure that the beverages are as available as possible. Are there places in and around here in the Treasure Valley that people can check it out, or are you working on that still? There are places. There are retail places you can get them. Yeah. Grocery outlet. Uh, you can get them at some uh, grocery stores, but definitely grocery outlets, some of the smaller C stores, you can get them. Uh, and so we're working on that right now. Beautiful. There's one right across the street from the station. So you can get all the beers there. Very they nice. Do a good job. <laughs> very, very nice. Uh, and of course, if you want any more information, loungeboise.com is a great place to go. But it sounds like it's a great event that is for free for you to check out some new and different beverages and enjoy yourself and uh, check out what Wallace Brewing has to offer and uh, also walk away with a free pint glass, which is pretty awesome. So well done, guys. Thank you very much for coming in. And another event that's happening uh, this weekend is all about improv. Our buddy Richard is uh, Ben. 
been in studio before talking about some cool things. And first of all, congratulations on being a grandfather, sir. Thanks. I could be Richard if I need to be. <laughs> Most of the time I'm Robert, there but I could be Richard. My my apologies to you and your family. It's okay. As well. I get and it all the time. And your granddaughter, exactly. And you have got Hi, Gwen. a pretty cool event happening not only this weekend, but you're also looking for some help, right? We are. We always need help. All of us need help. <laughs> Uh, so we talked about the center of the universe and the end of the universe. Uh, we create the beginning of the universe every night on stage, improvising stuff. And uh, Things and Company starts tonight at 9 o'clock. And if you want to come out and check out the show, uh, we'll give you a free sample even. When you're checking out, use the code FUNNYTHINGS to get your tickets comped. Awesome. And then tomorrow morning, if you watch the show or you know improv and you go, I want to play because people forget how to play, uh-huh. tomorrow morning at 11 at the lounge, we're doing an open call because we're casting about five or six different shows. We've got something for everybody. We have a competition with a cash prize. We have a musical show. Uh, we have improvised Shakespeare, which I call Offensive Shadows. <laughs> Um, and so, yeah, we want uh, to build an improv community at the lounge. So come on out, see the show, even for free, and come try out, play with us, and we'll get you on stage. That's pretty awesome. You have uh, done some teaching and some coaching in the world of improv for a long time here long in the time. Treasure Valley. And so, in your opinion, what makes a good improv person or somebody that maybe that hasn't done it before that could be in this particular world? Yes. <laughs> yes, and? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that, that's really it. The thing is, um, as we get older, we, we know how to play as kids. Sure. And then we forget how to play when we go through the grind of being a teenager and becoming an adult. So we forget how to play, and improv reminds you how to play. So people find ways to play and have fun, but often there's that – you remember that – jungle gym feeling on the playground where a bunch of you would get together and create a spaceship sure we don't do that together anymore so pretty much anybody goes yeah i want to play i want to get out on the playground and play with other people and make stuff up and play cowboys and indians or i don't know if we'd still play cowboys and indians (laughs) might be cowboys and other cowboys yeah Um, different era a different era um anybody who's willing to go yeah i want to give that a shot i mean we teach all the skills but everybody comes inherently with an imagination it's just reawakening that so it's really just the willingness to try i mean i have people in the group already who are like i'm not a performer i'm not a performer but we're building a show called emmy needs a boyfriend okay um and we're going to take um bachelors with an age limit of 29 because emmy is like 22 okay um and she's like nobody over 29 (laughs) um and we're gonna play a dating game and then she's gonna pick one of them and then we're gonna improvise their first date okay and then at the end of the night if they both want to go on a real date we're going to pay for their real date nice. but emmy is not an improviser okay she's only been doing improv for like six months okay maybe a little longer than that and we made her the center the focus of the show because the beauty is she's got a bunch of other performers around her that we all play together and we all go here's what your first date looks like whether she's a long-term master improviser or has just started doing it you know so it's just being willing to go yeah i'll do that that sounds fun i want to i want to play yeah it's it's really cool i mean for those of you that haven't enjoyed an improv show it's a great way to experience it and then for those of you 
that maybe have thought about getting into entertainment or comedy in any way, shape, or form. Uh, it's a great team-building exercise. It's a yep. great opportunity to make people and make yourself feel better and look better and have a little bit of comfort on the stage. And so if you are even thinking about dabbling, is there anything that people need to do if they want to try out or anything like that? Is there anything they need to prepare for? you or? got a better pitch than I do, <laughs> Do man. I? <laughs> yeah, that was great. That was He's, He's good at that. Um, just show up. I mean, I had somebody ask me, do I need to bring a headshot and resume? Uh, no. We, yeah. have, we have an open call form that's going to ask you for your experience and your interest. And really, it's what do you want to do? Because there's even a place on the form that says, what are you passionate about? We'll build that show. Because I've done improvised comic book. I've done uh, a movie format where we improvised a movie on stage for 90 minutes. Okay. And people left going, I'd like to see you shoot that movie. <laughs> um, so I had a couple people that wanted to do anime. So we were going to build an anime show. Okay. Uh, so really, we just want to know what people are passionate about, what they want to do. If you have a picture, that that's great. Uh, if you have a resume, that's great. It'll save you time filling out the form. But really, we just need you to show up and say, yeah, I want to give that a shot. That sounds fun. Awesome. One more time, Robert. What time tomorrow is that happening? Uh, the open call is 11 a.m. at the lounge. Beautiful. And then tonight's show is again when? 9 o'clock. And if you check out online and use the code FUNNYTHINGS, it's no risk to you because the tickets are comped. Free nice. comedy show tonight, improv show, and then you can try out to be a part of the improv fun tomorrow as well at the lounge at the end of the universe. And then stick around because tomorrow night you've got a really cool, awesome chance to check out some beverages courtesy of Wallace Brewing as it all comes together. Uh, we've often said the lounge is incredibly eclectic and it makes really cool things like these all come together in the same spot, which is pretty awesome. Uh, thank you very much for coming in, Robert. Thank you, Coral. Thank you, uh, Waldo, as well. We appreciate you guys. So make sure you check out loungeboise.com for all the information and check out the fun. Beautiful job. Thank you, guys. Here's traffic. <laughs> Big J. Headlines brought to you by Team Mazda. It's easy to get your auto loan pre-approved with Team Mazda's iPreCheck. Just click the big blue button at GoTeamMazda.com. Headlines are as follows. Big J, happy ending. Time traveling, kinda, and bad luck. Happy ending. You never know what you might find in your fresh vegetables, Big J. And a man living in Tulsa, Oklahoma, recently posted to Twitter after he found a little teeny tiny frog inside of his box supermarket salad he purchased from Whole Foods. Oh, delicious. He Protein. found the amphibian on December 20th, but uh, the story just went viral because guess what happened, Big J? He kept the little frog as a pet. Aw. He subsequently created a little habitat for the frog. He dubbed the frog Tony. He collected worms for a deed, and on December 22nd, he asked followers to vote on whether he should release the animal into the wild or keep him as a pet. And the people spoke, keep him as a pet. So now, uh, Curtis is deciding to keep Tony as his new pet that he found in his salad that he did not eat, he said, after he found Tony in it. So that makes sense to me. Uh, so see where a lot of things would turn this into like a lawsuit or something? He turned it into a pet. Positive. See? Yeah. Frog's got a new home, eating worms like crazy, having a good old time. This dude is out of salad, but that seems to be all right. It's a weird story, man. I know it is. It's very weird. Strange to find something in your food and then decide to keep it as a pet. But I guess how much space can a little tree frog take up, right? No kidding. Time traveling, kinda, or bad luck? Time traveling, kinda. If you own a Honda, you may have noticed this issue. Police driving, police people driving Hondas released from 2004 to 2012 are dealing with a technology glitch. That means the clocks in their cars show the current year as the year 2002. And it seems to only happen with models equipped with navigation systems. But here's the other thing. Like, even if you change it to August 22, the clocks then auto-correct themselves back to 2002. Like, it's a bug that you cannot fix. 
you could think you're fixing it, but then when you start your car again, it resets it to 2002. Wow. Users who have attempted to reset it says they can't change it, and Honda says they're aware of the issue, but they're not going to be able to fix it with a patch until August. So you're going to have to believe, if you look in your car for most of the year, it's 2002. Quite frankly, it was probably a better time. <laughs> oh, man. No kidding. <laughs> Wouldn't it be nice to be back in 2002? <clears throat> My God. Uh, wrap it up with bad luck. One unlucky passenger had to make a very expensive insult to injury kind of thing as we talked about how a bunch of cars got stuck on the freeway I-95 in Virginia. Yes, because of a snowstorm. Well, this dude was stuck in that car, but also it happened to be a shared driving car. You know, it was an Uber. And so he was stuck in that Uber for hours and hours and hours. And so at the end of the day, guess how much that Uber ride cost him as he was going from Richmond to the Dulles Airport in Washington, D.C.? $5,000. A little bit less than that, $600. But still, $600 for an Uber ride that's supposed to take you 25 minutes is crazy. But then he's, for like that long, you're stuck in a car with somebody you don't know. (laughs) I mean, listen, being stuck in a car is awful. Being stuck in an Uber for that long would be absolutely horrible. With someone you don't know? Oh my god, you can make a movie out of that. And then having to pay $600 for that, I guess, right? Is nuts. Yeah, the ending of that movie, by the way, is one of those people being murdered. (laughs) Peters, the gentleman who was riding in the Uber, was supposed to be returning to San Francisco. He is now officially uh, disputing the charge with Uber because he doesn't think it should be. He should have to charge. He should have to pay six hundred dollars for that. He probably is right. There's your headlines. You're up to date on everything. We got your bad impressions coming up next in the X Rock. I'm not impressed. Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. The road to WrestleMania comes through Extra Mile Arena, and it's going to be a lot of fun here February 6th at Extra Mile Arena. We will get you set up with tickets so you can go uh, check out all the wrestling fun, and you just need to figure out bad impressions. 208-287-1003. That's the number you need to call if you'd like to play. Bad Impressions works like this. Big J has three clues. They point to a celebrity. That celebrity's pretty famous. If you can figure out who that famous person is, in those three clues or less, then boom, you've got some wrestling you're going to. Let's go to the phones. Hello, the X. What's going on? How you doing, man? What's your name? It's Dustin. All right, Dustin, you're up first. Good luck. I had maybe the worst southern accent in the movie Con Air. I love it. It's Nicholas Cage. Oh, here you go. Yeah. Hey, one and done. Well done, sir. Hang on one second. We'll hook you up with those WWE tickets. So bad in that movie. Clues two and three, please. Uh, I won an Oscar for leaving Las Vegas, and I'm the f- I'm famous for crazy emotional outbursts in my roles. Ah, uh, that is very true. Why is Nick Cage in the news? Why isn't he in the news today? Uh, it is his birthday. Oh, happy birthday. 58 years old. Hmm. All right. He, well, he looks much older than yeah. 58. Happy birthday, Nick. Uh, also announced he is having another child. At 58? Yeah, why 58. not, right? Yeah. I mean, everybody's doing it when you're older late these days. How so. many does he have? This will be his third. Okay. Because Kal-El is one. That's the only one that I remember. Yeah. yeah he I don't... named his kid after Superman. <laughs> right. Uh, poor poor kid. I know. a lot life. to live up to. Yeah. Um, and uh, I guess uh, recently a, a video leaked of him doing karaoke to Purple Rain, and uh, he said he'll never do karaoke again. Uh, a man after my own heart. Wonderful. The less karaoke in the world, the better off we all are. Oh. I don't care. I'm sorry. It's fun to watch other people do uh, it. I disagree wholeheartedly. No, oh, okay. Uh, but... I, I certainly respect the man's decision to uh, step away. It, did he just? Did he look like an idiot? Is that why he doesn't yeah, want to do it anymore? Yeah, he felt embarrassed by the whole thing. So, 
in all the movies he's done, he felt embarrassed by the karaoke. Yeah. Purple Rain. All right. Exactly. I mean, and he's not an actor, by the way. He's a thespian, so he just <laughs> he just had that. And but that movie coming out about him looks amazing. Uh, I I still haven't watched it yet. I see it's on Hulu, but it's every, out. No, 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 no. no the talk, trailer. No, no, not even the trailer. I'm talking about a movie called Pig, which came oh, out Pig. last year right. that apparently is very, very good, and he is really, really good in. So I haven't watched it yet, but I know that's on Hulu. And yes, the one you're talking about where he actually plays himself, yeah, or a different version of himself, or a meta version of himself, I guess. Yep. In the uh, in the movie, yes, that we talked about, that's been kind of in the planning for a couple years, is finally filming. So we should have that out soon as well. Happy birthday, Nick Cage! There's your bad impressions. We'll wrap up the show here next on the X Rocks. <laughs> Coheed and Cambria, that is Shoulders here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. That's how we're going to wrap up the old morning after for the first week of the new year, Big J. That's going to do it for the Friday. And we had a lot of opportunities to talk about the importance of tacos and reading directions and treating the elderly with respect and having confidence in oneself. Yeah. On top of that, we also had a chance to talk about all the cool things happening at the Lounge of the End of the Universe this weekend, including a cool beer tasting tomorrow night, a chance to see a free comedy show, an improv show tonight, and maybe even part of an improv team tomorrow at 11 o'clock if you want to go down there and check it out. That's pretty cool. So a busy but uh, full and flavorful Friday. Agree or disagree? Agreed. And that leaves you with the floor, Big J. Uh, the NFL is reportedly considering uh, removing the Wonderlick aptitude test. Uh, probably for the best. Nobody really yeah. cares about that much yeah. anymore unless you test poorly and then it just reflects like you're a terrible human being for some reason. They're like, yeah, this doesn't do any good. And pretty soon they'll figure out that a lot of the stuff they do at the Combine hasn't done any good. I, I, I get the feeling that very, very soon, well, I mean, listen, maybe not because the, the NFL Network needs it for content, but I'm not sure the Combine is going to be much of a thing. With all of the Zoom things happening over the last couple of years and how the teams are sending less and less personnel to it, uh, it feels like it's less and less of an event because anybody who's any good isn't doing anything at the combine. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like the first yeah. and second round picks that you know of and have heard of aren't going to be yeah. a part of it because they don't, they don't have do to the, be. the passing drills. They don't run the forty. No. They don't do any of that. They don't stuff. have to be. They save it all for their personal workouts and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Which also sometimes ends up on TV. But uh, either way, it's probably a good move for the NFL to change how they're doing things and how they, you know, measure some particular statistics is important. Would you? Uh, did you ever take the Wonder Lake? Didn't we do that once? I, I thought we did it as like a bit. You got like a two. Like early, early on in the show's history, I think we had you take the Wonder Lake test. And it did not work out very well for you. I believe you were fairly upset, if I remember correctly. <laughs> Uh, so make sure you have a good weekend. We will see you guys on Monday with more chances to check out Tool, which is going to be happening next week, of course. And that should be fun. So we'll see you then. Jason Drew's up next. Have a good one. It's the X Rocks. The Morning After Podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, IdahoAdvocates.com.